There is no phone ringing, damn it! What the hell are you talking about? You know what the hell she's talking about? Now, what in hell am I going to tell this boy Shaver's parents? That a substitute nurse assassinated him because she couldn't tell the doctors from the patients on the floor? My God! Okay. You let a woman beat ya. You little tiny nothing. Why did you move closer to me? Closer to Don't, you. Bob. Uh-uh. His name was Jeremiah Johnson. Norma Ray has been working since she was 16. And Jeff Goldblum is the psycho freak who's everywhere the action is. That's outrageous! You try one more goddamn stunt and I'll light up the fucking sky! I'd rather die running than be left here alone. Okay, but remember, serpentine! Absolutely. What a guy. You can fuck the lilies and the roses too. A decade under the influence. No rules, no limits. No wonder these filmmakers changed our world. You're putting me to sleep with your waving your fingers around with uh what do you call it? Is it hypnotizing you? Exactly. I was gonna say <laughs> seance. <laughs> and I want you to look at this one spot and think in your mind about a place that you remember from your childhood that brings oh. you happy, happy feelings. We do this after eating food, and that's not brrr, I just get sleepy. <laughs> that's okay, I can do this. Uh we're doing movie reviews, and if that's not long enough, did you guys did you do your list? Did my you didn't list. do your yeah. list, did you? Did your list? You mm-hmm. didn't mm-hmm. think you would. All three lists? No, I just did two. You did what two. What was the third third list? Well, uh, I went through. This was something just for the podcast, really, so that we would um, not do any doubles up. We went. I went through all of our movies that we've reviewed and uh, rolled them all down, which is something we should have done while we were doing it, but we didn't. But now we did it, and I, you know. I went through our watch list, and I figured we're almost, not really, but almost at the half, the thinking was we were at the halfway point, and I wanted to do a little uh, list of, um, what was it, the, you can just pause if you're going to, if your phone's been making noises, that's not professional, no, it's not. Uh, 225 movies that we have reviewed so far, so I made a list, what was that fucking motion you were making? So out of the corner of my eyes. I there, need to see who it was. Is there a bug? Well, then pause it. Just pause it. Let's get this figured out. We're in. It's a uh, movie review so we can pause. Someone had to check their phone. I was saying uh, 225 films we've reviewed. That's pretty cool. That is pretty fucking cool. And then cool. you add this uh, this uh, seven, and it's actually it's going to be eight, so it'll be 233 coming at you. Plus, and I, 70 or so uh, movies yeah. that we've been full watch throughs. Yeah, these are just the ones we reviewed, but uh, <clears throat> I thought... Okay, re- I uh, so we didn't have to do a top 10 of the ones that we've, like, featured? Showcase. Just, just No, the just ones the ones that we've, we've reviewed. Okay. Is that going to affect your, your top list? Why don't you no, go? So I, I wanted to do a list... That's the assignment I did. I just wanted to make sure that oh, I did the right assignment. I didn't assignment. think any of you <laughs> were going to do the assignment, so I'm pleasantly surprised. Um... I want to do a list of uh, the top 10 of these uh, 230 movies, and then uh, top 10, I did like 12 and 13 and 11, so it's not exactly a 10, round 10 of movies that were a pleasant surprise for me, Mm -hmm. and then the last 10 was um, like, you know, do not recommend, duds. Or we've been watching a lot of Siskel and Ebert. It was like ten dogs of the oh, week. Oh damn! I would have. That was in my. Uh, mind That's okay. To my do. dogs can be your dogs. So, uh, why don't you go first for fun? Yeah, I didn't do either of those. I just did the top. That's 10. all right. That's good. You you want to start with our top tens? 
Fine. Okay. So I did not list them in the order, like one to ten. These I, are just the top ten. I hope that's okay. If I had to put a number on it, we could figure it out. But that's not how it is. And maybe we can make the list available to people so they don't have to do what we did. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely we can do that. I, I can, can put it on the uh, Instagrams and the Facebooks. Yeah. Okay, we then. We can make a little website if we wanted to. Yeah, we're going to do things for you. It might be fun. Okay, so uh, the ten movies that I looked through this list and was like, these are all bangers, is Boys in the Band, Claudine, Emma May. Uh, Claudine doesn't count because we showcased it. Boom. Oh, fuck you. That's why I took mine off because I was Damn like, oh, you make me look bad. But that's okay. Uh, oh, shit. But it was on the list. Yeah, but I said yeah. specifically in the text of ones, you know. I know. For ones that we reviewed and not showcased. Because uh, I had to take a few off. Uh, I, I did too. Um, okay. Cornbread Earl and Me. Yeah. Uh, Happy Birthday Wanda June. Sometimes a Great Notion. Whoa, that just blew my mind. That's fun. Uh, Midnight Express, Friendship Secrets and Lies, uh, Shogun Assassin. I actually put Cornbread Earl and Me on this twice. That is an amazing upset. Victory didn't like that movie at all. Shogun Assassin? No, 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 no. Sometimes a great notion. Yeah, I know. That's awesome. We had a huge fight about it when you Well, were but, you know, you don't have to agree with, with the people. It's just, it's still a great movie. There could be a movie where people are villains and you can still love the movie. Um, so that's neat. was that again? What? Cornbread Earl and Me? No. <laughs> the Loggers, that's sometimes a great notion. Oh, yeah, yeah. You literally have that's a picture right. of the. I'm going to do my top 10. Museum. Yeah, because okay. I love that it's still there. Okay, so I'm swapping in. Because I remember it from when I was a do kid. Do it, swap it in. Let me do my list. Let's tighten so, these. So screws. the one that I swapped in for the second Cornbread Earl and Me that I put on my list oh, that's beautiful. Uh, is Summer Wishes, Winter Dreams. Oh, beautiful. All right, go. Uh, hold on a second. Because I, I want to know if I did a distinction. God damn it. Um, uh, okay. Go. Well, the, the, they have stars, and then the ones that are the pleasant surprises are just numbered. So Gordon's War. Oh, nice. Uh, Friendship, Secrets, and Lies. So we doubled there. Yeah. Mr. Sycamore. That's not on your list. <laughs> I knew that was. That could also be a pleasant surprise, but um, you knew that was going to be there. Oh yeah. Cornbread or Lemay. Boom. Yeah. I bet double. we're all going to agree. The tenth month. So I'm surprised that wasn't on your list. Mm. Also, Happy Birthday, Wanda June. Mm. Uh, the Lost Honor of Catherine Bloom. Oh, interesting. That's like a fucking twelve to me. The end was just. Like, oh my god. <laughs> That's top five of like 70s movies i think or top 10 it's like that blew me away it was a good ending yeah you're like <laughs> green eyes should have been on your list green eyes green eyes is on my surprise list which is great because there's like three paul winfields on here I four know, paul right? winfields so, awesome <laughs> it was his time five on the black hand side hmm. uh emma may 1976 the great white hope 1970 and i think that was like 12 <laughs> how about you victory all right, I got Naked Civil Servant, mm -hmm. Green Eyes, Yeah, <laughs> I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings, oh, yeah. Yeah. Pink Narcissus, Midnight Express, Hero Ain't Nothing But a Sandwich, The Man, Jeremy, That Sinking Feeling, and The River Niger. Oh, good picks. Shit, Jeremy was on mine too. I see the star now. 
I can prove it. I didn't just add it later. It's there. <laughs> Jeremy was also just a beautiful, pleasant surprise. It would have been yeah. on my surprise list too, but it was just like, well, yeah, that's it really is cool. on my surprise list because it really is a gorgeous film. Do you make so, a surprise? So you list did a surprise list. I did a surprise Let's list. Let's go. Let's hear it. All right, surprise list. Uh, so <laughs> the top one on it is the one I swapped in: Summer Wishes, uh, Winter Dreams. Uh, that's all right. the, the man, hero ain't nothing but a sandwich. Uh, Convoy, yeah, I would agree. Uh, with that. The Naked Civil Servant, Pink Narcissus, The Tenth Month, Green Eyes, Jeremy, Across the Hundred and Tenth Street, Sounder, mm. and The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh. That's my first one. That's awesome. <laughs> we were just watching that movie. I was like, this is just so beautiful. This kid gets everything he wants. He it gets really is. Total autonomy. <laughs> it was just a very pleasant surprise. It like helped define the term for me. I was just like, wow. Uh, T.R. Baskin is number two for oh, my pleasant wow, surprise. Yeah. Which you always come up with novel ways to uh, say that title <laughs> when you forget it. Because I um, never remember. Girl Most Likely to, which you did not like. No, I didn't. I love that. Stalker Channing revenge film. I thought it was fucking oh, it was terrible. Quite a pleasant surprise. <laughs> Hit was an amazing pleasant surprise. <laughs> Visions of Eight, which we also disagree on. Yeah. Quite a pleasant surprise for me. Question of Love. It's just a question of love. Uh, Willie Dynamite. Oh, nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. Another Man, Another Chance. I'm sorry, but that was a pleasant surprise to me. Why was there a car? <laughs> it's like this Western that there's like... Modern times in it. I liked it. Just starts right in the weirdest It's not spot. one of my favorite, but and it was never a pleasant comes, surprise. Never comes back around. Yeah, Stony Island, definitely. I knew, okay, Victor, you knew it was gonna did, be. I, I told you that Stony Island was going to be on his list. Yeah, they just practice. <laughs> and it makes me think of like a lot of these movies that I like, and even the one we're going to be reviewing, Golden Girl. It's just like people training yeah. You know, personal best. You know, there's movies that maybe aren't that good. I like the, like, train. and I was thinking of Saturday Night Fever. If he didn't hang out with his shitty friends and just focused on, didn't have those friends, yeah. and just focused on his dance training, ugh, would have been a fucking A-plus movie. Yeah, and but also, it is not. if he was also not a rapist himself. Correct. But maybe if he didn't have those friends. <laughs> <laughs> the culture would um, be different for him. So, uh, before and after... Uh, remember that Before one? Before and after? I love that film. <laughs> Pleasant surprise. Those were like, you know, rare films that had been on my list She's for a while. She split her pants. Let's put her in a fucking... They got a lot of things on the tape. Let me continue. <laughs> to, to find a man, I agree. Uh, oh, no, to find a man. I was going to say the man. Where's the man on my list? But to find a man, I think we all disagreed on that one. We had a good discussion on that one. Yeah. Too. That was the one about uh, abortion. That was another one where I think they, they got the stuff on Oh, the I hated that one. Yeah, but I liked it. And you liked the alcoholic guy. Uh, Trick <laughs> Baby, mean. number 12. Tribe, 13. Yeah. I'm still going. Hester Street, 14. Dion Brothers, 15. Dion Brothers. That is a definition of the term, where I was like, what is this shit? And I was like, this is so insane. It is a pleasant surprise. It definitely would go on my list of, like, craziest movies that, like, and, and, and certainly surprised Well, you're just watching it. Yeah, it surprised me. Yeah. Um, and then, uh... Does Fist make your surprise list at all? No. No? I like Fist. I put Fist on my list. I don't know where... Because your Fist, your Fist is on my list. Fist is in my top 40. Ooh, top 40. Awesome. 
Now, I don't know what happened to my... To your terrible list? Yeah, so we might just move on, and if I find it later, I find it. <laughs> well, I, I want to put together a dog one. Uh, I know which one would come at the top of... Oh, I can't remember the name of it now. Uh, the one that would come at the top of our all of our lists. I oh, think. wait, I found it. Okay, uh... Chilly Scenes of Winter. That's it. Chosen, <laughs> chosen Survivors. Great premise. Took a total shit. It's a terrible movie. Uh, Bleak Moments. My God. <laughs> Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. You know, what you know the thing about that is it was, if you make that, it was filmed really, really well. And I know we talked about this, but if you had not, you know, promoted it in a way that it's this amazing, fun dance thing, you know, because, I mean, they did what they did and they filmed it because it was just this is something I saw as a child, and I just remember these scenes because they were filmed really well. The, the actors did a really good job of portraying this horrible thing that I'll never forget. So, it, you know, kudos to do a good job on the shitty thing. <laughs> I just don't know why it was promoted as a different type of movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the Night Porter. Oh, yeah. Obviously. And, obviously. Uh, goes without saying, I guess. And uh, The Alpha Incident. The super <laughs> high hopes and just oh no. god no it's still and happening. then you know because like the man doesn't get a fucking you know blu-ray and that does it's just it's criminal it is mm -hmm. absolutely oh, yeah. criminal so let's move on to our movie <laughs> reviews today we had like birthdays and 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 we skipped some weeks so we have um eight for you which i'm going to try to get through as hey, and as possible. thanks for picking up the slack i did, that's all right i can't do math sometimes for some dumb reason and which i Figured like, it out. We I just, just need to pick two. We keep getting better. We can always do better. Um, we got a good review from my friend Jane. She's been listening to our podcast. Shout out to Jane. Thank you. Thank you, Jane. Uh, she's awesome. Let's start out with uh, Cold Turkey, 1971. That's you. That is me. All right. Our director here is Norman Lear, who you would remember from uh, Justice for All, The Powers That Be, and Those Were the Days. Our writers are also Norman Lear, uh, uh, William Price Fox. Marguerite Rao. I didn't give you any background on them. Sorry. It stars Dick Van Dyke, who you'd know from The Morning After, Tubby the Tuba, and The, <laughs> the Runner Stumbles. Uh, Pippa Scott is also in Mary this. Mary Poppins? I avoided the ones that people would recognize, because I okay. thought it would be okay. real fun okay, to take a... I didn't say anything. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, who doesn't know fucking Dick Van Dyke? I mean, Gary he's still Von doing Lesbian. movies. He did a movie this year. Yeah. I thought he was dead. Runner Stumbles, I think, is on our list. But maybe I took it off. There's something weird about it. I yeah. Look at it. Uh, Pippa Scott did The Terror on the 40th Floor, Bad Ronald, and Footprints. Uh, Tom Poston's also in this, and he did The Happy Hooker, The Magnificent Magical Magnet of Santa Mesa, and <laughs> The Rabbit Test. Oh, excited for that one. That was directed by, um, can we talk, can we talk, can we talk? <laughs> that's, that's, that was her catchphrase. What's her name? She had a talk show. Joan Rivers. <laughs> awesome. The first and only movie directed by Joan Rivers, and wow. it's unavailable still. Oh, wow. Mm. It's where a man gets pregnant, and that man is Billy Crystal. I've been wanting to see that forever. Yeah, absolutely. All right. The tobacco industry is getting a lot of bad press at the beginning of this film. So an executive has a brilliant idea. What was it that guy Nobel did to get uh, people to chill out about him selling arms? Right. Uh, he created a peace prize that honored someone and made his name uh, synonymous 
with peace and not bombs he sold. Well, maybe the cigarette companies could do something like that. They decide to offer any town in America $25 million if everyone could quit smoking for a month. Sure, uh, that, they, uh, that they wouldn't be able to get uh, anyone to do it, and they would get really great press for it, mm. but there should be no takers. Well, Big Tobacco was wrong. They didn't count on one small town that is just uh, economic depressed enough to try anything. Uh, through pressure and the threat of violence, they get everyone on board. The tobacco companies try their best to thwart this effort, but in the end, the town makes it. The town gets such good press that the government decides to move a bomb-making factory there. Hooray? <laughs> uh, okay, a couple, couple things of note uh, about this movie. Um, as you, Dominic, observed, this is the first movie score done by... Our good friend Randy Newman. Boom. Uh, <laughs> Another podcast pointed that out, too. Shut up, Phone. <laughs> Two geeks and a git. Shout out to them. They do great research. The tagline <laughs> for this film is The Battle of the Butt. <laughs> I don't really And think like on our list, Friendship, Secrets, and Lies, it was like, oh my God, there's no men in this, the entirety of this movie. There's no people of color in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one or two, but like. Pretty much 99.9, right? Yeah. That also made my top 40. What did? The movie you just mentioned. What Friendship, movie? Secrets, yes. and Lies. Yeah. But that was on your top list, <laughs> too. It was. Yeah. It was. It was in my top 10. Here, here. Uh, discuss. Cold Turkey. I, we watched it a while ago. I don't remember. I, I, it's not a good film. There were parts of it I liked. I didn't like the, the fact that it was like, do better just why is it all white people um there were parts that was interesting but like overall i'm like yeah it's not as bad as the fucking pink panther movie that i'm about to review (laughs) (laughs) you know it had something going on that wasn't just a randy newman score it was trying to like make a sort of like political state yeah i feel like i liked that and i liked watching it with the executives and military and and the economy built on on these like weird capitalist things um but it, it just sort of, uh, I don't know, it just wasn't very good. They really did step hard on some things. Like, everyone was smoking, like, fucking crazy in this film. Like, blowing smoke in each other's faces. And... I'm trying to remember. There were things that I liked with the politics of it. Another thing for the barometer of, you know, you know movies and, and how I rate that we like them is, like, how good of a time we had watching it. And I remember being entertained when we watched this. We weren't like, oh... You know, I can't wait for this to end, which is the movie we watched last week. We're like, oh, just end. <laughs> but there was like, um, they, they developed like a goon squad too, They did. Right? They so actually, like... if uh, it was uh, modeled after the John Burt Society, because there was this like group of right-wingers in town who would not give up their freedom to smoke unless they were given like uh, carte blanche to be this sort of goon squad. Uh, if you remember, they, they introduced that scene because they're... They're listening to like some right wing speaker. They're like on literal fascists. Yeah, yes. <laughs> literally. Yeah. <laughs> listening to fascist records, like mail order records, mm-hmm. that, <laughs> and, that they uh, subscribe to and have meetings about. <laughs> yeah. It. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say this is also. Uh, you did a faux tattoo on my leg about this movie. If you remember I did. that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bullshit. Oh. <laughs> 
Because she wouldn't it? get a gun. They wouldn't give her a gun. You don't remember that? The, the old, old lady? lady? Yeah, no. He was walking around with a gun and she got all mad because he, he wouldn't yeah. give oh, her yeah. a gun. And she said that? That's a bullshit. Yeah, that was brilliant. <laughs> and she was great. She was the star of the show. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> that was good. I was just thinking, yeah, it, like it held my attention. It exceeded my expectations because for some reason I thought it was like a bad... It's going to be like a, a shitty Disney family movie, mm-hmm. which is weird because it's about cigarettes. <laughs> and I wish they had upped the politics and add some diversity as far as like people that live on this planet that could have appeared in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that's all I have to say. Cold Turkey. I think it was done somewhat well. Yeah. <laughs> this film, I mean, it, it's trying to do something interesting. I think it's just, it's, it, it, it's one of those zany films uh, and it leans a little bit deep into the zaniness. Yeah, I think that's all it is. Is like we're just not fans of zany. Yeah, I think that's but, right. Um, I don't know. I mean, it was it was pretty fun to watch. It wasn't it wasn't like a bad movie. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It just I don't know. It just didn't pop for me. Um, yeah, it's not like forever memorable, but so seriously, that's just self-evident. Yeah. <laughs> one, one thing that was kind of fun that I looked up is they uh, so it's shot. It's supposed to be summertime, but it's actually shot during winter uh, in in some like small Iowa town. It's fine. It's uh, and so like that, the last shot where they're all outside in like sundresses at night is shot at night and everyone's fucking freezing <laughs> and they made them shot. like put uh ice chips in their mouth mm. in between sh- shots so that they wouldn't have hot breath that showed up on camera they so they they're sitting there for fucks freezing their asses off and they had to wait till midnight because if you remember there's a marching band in that scene yes uh the, but it was a school is a school marching band that uh, agreed to come do it but they played like a football game or something like that and then ran into traffic and didn't get there till midnight so they're all standing around in like sundresses in iowa in winter time <laughs> with ice chips in their mouth to make this fucking Christ. movie where's the fucking union <laughs> i know right jesus <laughs> They also had pneumatic cigarette cannons because if you remember, they they the yeah. dropped uh, the uh, big tobacco drops cigarettes on them, and so they had uh, pneumatic cannons on the trees. I, I almost want to rewatch just that part to see if yeah. you, I can see them. Uh, so they'd load them up with all the cigarettes and then do that scene and shoot it, and then like everyone would run around and pick the cigarettes up and stuff them back into these cannons. That's <laughs> where I was like, they're you know, fascist goon squad couldn't really catch it. I was like, the premise I kind of get, but I don't know. They weren't in everyone's homes. They didn't have video cameras. I bet people cheated. Yeah, why not? I I mean, I just don't think it's something you could, a whole town, making sure no one smokes, but whatever. (laughs) Before the internet? (laughs) Before mass communication? (laughs) This, by the way, got a uh, 6-6 on IMDb, which I think, for me... Seems about right. That's how I'll I'll buy that. Yeah, I maybe a six eight because they tried to do some like think about it things. Think about it. think about it. Yeah, it's like a little bit of a thumbs up. A little bit of a thumbs up. Hey, I love it. Let's move on to Pink Panther Returns. 
Ditto. I kept crossing shit out because I was like, Return of Pink Panther. It's not even Pink Panther Returns. Sorry, it's Pink Panther Strikes Again. <laughs> so I was like constantly struck. What is the name of this fucking movie? Three 70s uh, Pink Panther films here. Fucking fuck. Which one of these annoying ass slapstick poops did we watch? I think it's the Pink Panther Strikes Again. It is. It's the only one I rated and I gave it a five. I personally do not know why... And I'm a little mean in this one. I'm just going to say I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> I personally don't know why any of these were made. <laughs> now let's pull the pod car over and give this poop the proper treatment. This is movie three of six Pink Panther movies starring Peter Sellers and directed by Blake Edwards. We have The Pink Panther 1963, a shot in the dark 1964, the highest rated PP film. Um, from 1964, we jumped to 1975 at the return of PP. There is no PP tape. <laughs> That's all that goes through my mind every uh, time. Then our that. film, The PP Strikes Again, then Revenge of PP 1978, <laughs> and finally The Trial of PP 1982, which is a. Stop laughing! Which is a. Uh, I just got so sick of writing Pink Panther. No, I, I, I both appreciate that and love hearing it. These all okay. sound like bad Golden Showers films. Okay. The trail. Maybe it's Trail of PP. Who the fuck knows? Let's say Trail this the time. The Trail of The Trail of PP, 1982, which is a little interesting considering Peter Sellers died in 1980 Ooh. at 54. Let's leave these two particulars to a more competent podcast that caters to peeps who love films about folks getting comedy from falling down, not me moving on. <laughs> However, there are a couple of exceptions I feel a little silly about for loving. They are when Feruza Balk, these are from different movies, when Feruza Balk is running and giving a phone message to the journalist on the leaving tour bus and she runs into a wall that no one saw coming. The other is the... I laugh so hard. The other is the damn gigantic hand high five moment in one of those jackass films. Back to this, though. Screenplay by Frank Waldman and Blake Edwards. Frank lived from 1919 to 1990, and he wrote a bunch of TV in the 60s and screenplays for Blake Edwards. Films... Um, or for Blake Edwards films. Blake Edwards lived from 1922 to 2010, he directed about 50 movies in his life, and despite my, I wrote me, despite me lack, despite my lack of love for slapstick, he directed a few films I really like. Victor Victoria, 1982, which I saw with my dad, and I enjoyed it more seeing how much he loved the representation. SLB, 1981, and um, Breakfast at Tiffany's, despite its massive racist-ass Mickey Rooney flaw. <laughs> Uh, that's another film my dad and I watched. Also, the heavy film about going on a long bender, The Days of Wine and Roses, hmm. 1962. I think we have three more Edwards films on our list. Oh, and Julie. Julie is the 1972 documentary about his wife, Julie Andrews. Excited hmm. for that. Yeah. Uh, Leslie Ann Down was in this poop. She's still alive. We saw her in Brannigan. You'll think... I'm very easy on 70s films, but hey, when it comes to this, um, oh, when it comes to this films, it was a waste of my time. Because uh, Slapstick doesn't speak to me, discuss. I, I hated this film. <laughs> <laughs> really? 
I, just, I don't know why it wasn't better. I think I told you before, I went with a roommate when I lived in Florida, and we saw one of the, the, the later ones. And it doesn't even get a good rating on IMDb. It's like 1991, because they keep bringing you know Pink Panther back. This was with... Oh, is this Steve Martin one? No, before that, with Roberto Benigni, the guy from Life is Beautiful. He's mm. like a hot, serious actor, and he does this. And everyone in the crowd was laughing. And I just didn't, didn't translate to me why it was funny to anybody. Yeah, <laughs> I. Yeah, this kind of comedy is not definitely not my thing, and and even as a kid, when I was a little bit more susceptible to zany, <laughs> I I didn't really like it. I was more just like, what what happened to the Pink Panther cartoon? Yes, <laughs> that's my. That's I a, thought this was gonna be a cartoon. Fucking what bait and switch shit? every time. <laughs> every goddamn time. Oh, this looks interesting. Let's watch. Hey, <laughs> it dissolves. Um, I don't know that there's one memorable thing I care about in this movie. I believe there was, but I couldn't catch it. I couldn't recapture <laughs> what it was. I yeah. did like that the... They show was them with it the, the band. Crazy Crashes? Or is that a different one? I don't know. Like, the which one? Crazy Crashes. The, oh. That's foul crashes? play. Great Crazy Crashes. No. I... <laughs> I don't know. The only thing I kind of liked about this is that the the bad guy had deciphered his winning uh, system uh, and couldn't stop it. He was just like, this guy is just like a rolling bit of failure, and there's nothing you can do to like but get in the way of it. The like, main guy, not... Inspector Clouseau, yeah, he just does that. It's the Inspector Gadget like thing. It's just... Kind of, but I mean, yeah, I mean, where he, he bumbles, but he still solves it. Yeah, but it's like. Totally accidental. His daughter Penny does it. Yeah, yeah. And then he takes the credit. He takes the credit. (laughs) Um, Even worse. Yeah, I I think what's what's really criminal about these films is they're boring. Yeah, they're supposed to be funny. Uh, There's people out there that like them. They can. You can have it. (laughs) I like. We we were at a bar one time and they were playing the original uh, Pink Panther for like ambiance. And I was like, we need to watch this film. I haven't seen this film in forever. And it looks so good. And so, like, you know, all this stuff's happening. And we watched it. And we're like, okay, this movie sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> so that's my recommendation for you. Any of these Pink Panther movies, just put them on as ambiance. Put a, do a DJ set over it or something like that. It's way better that way. I gave it a five. What do you give it? <laughs> you gave it a five? Yeah. That's so kind. Uh, three? <laughs> yeah, I gave it a thumbs down. Okay. Let us <clears throat> move on. Where the hell are we? Um, I did that wrong, but that's okay. I can adjust. It was Number two was supposed to be the snow goose. I had the wrong list and the right <laughs> list, and I looked at the wrong list. Because I was going by year, so we jumped to 1976 when we should stay with 71, which is uh, Snow Goose. That's also me. Uh, This was a short film, and I'm going to try to get through this as quickly as possible. Uh, Snow Goose 1971, that's an hour TV movie. Here is a film based on a 1940 short story published in the Saturday Evening Post by writer... Paul Gallico, 1897 to 1976. He was 78 years old. Uh, Whoa. He had a rather interesting life involving two world wars. He was like, um, I don't even remember.
remember. Anyway, look up his life. It's interesting. But um, let's keep going. For now, he wrote the novel that became The Poseidon Adventure hmm. and four novels about the beloved character, Mrs. Harris, whoever that is. <laughs> hey, y'all, this was on my list because of the amazing progressive rock band Camel. Uh, they saw it or read it and then made a fantastic musical representation of it called The Snow Goose. <laughs> Always interesting to me how peeps can read or watch something and think they can arrange musical notes that tell that same story. <laughs> uh, great record. And I think they succeed a little bit. Okay, so Dumbledore number one is here, as is Jessica Six from Logan's Run. Uh, and here's my synopsis from Memory and the love of progressive rock in general and Camel's epic concept album, The Snow Goose, in particular. And once again, uh, y'all will clean up my memory mess. My memory mess. Uh, well, oh, we were all chatty during this. Uh, it was watched during your birthday beach trip yes, on a nice overcast day. And I had a wonderful time, but I think V and I spoke during the fiercest part of this because Dumbledore number one wasn't fucking around. <laughs> okay, Dumbledore number one is a weird ecology and living things loving dude. A perfect character for a trippy early 70s slow moving film. He fucks up some hunters for fucking with nature and the geese he saves. Um, oh, and the geese. He saves one. And he and his natty gan Oliver Twist-looking kid hang out and become good chums, nursing this snow goose back to health. Discuss. This is during the Second World War in an Essex fishing village, and Dumbledore number one is a lighthouse keeper. True discuss. Wait, again, for one word. Dunkirk. Uh, <laughs> boat rescue stuff. Cue ashes. Go. Yeah. So Did I miss anything? No, you did a great job. I mean, I think you caught all the hot, the hot points anyhow. Uh, I like when that part came up and you're like, oh, yeah, because <laughs> of the thing with the boats. It was. Yeah, no, it was. A, it's a really interesting. I mean, it picks up because it's a slow, trippy 70s movie. And that part, it kind of picks up. I think. It does. And it, it, it invoke. I mean, Dunkirk, I assume most of y'all have seen the movie, but it's a really bizarre thing that happens where like the English are way overconfident in their abilities and basically get run into the fucking sea Uh and can't rescue yeah, they... their own people, so they in, they invoke like this thing, and are just like, "Hey, if you own a boat that's big enough to haul anybody, go fucking to across the channel, pick up these people, and bring them to these other bigger boats, because we can't get our big boats over there." Yeah, mm. essentially, what happened was the um, the French had built this giant wall barrier, you know, fucking militarized zone. Um, along their border for the majority of it, except for this like forest bit. Mm-hmm. And they were they're like, no one can make it through the forest. Yeah. And <laughs> and then they made it through the forest. It wasn't a sufficient barrier at all. <laughs> <laughs> and they were completely caught unawares. They hadn't even hardly put any troops. Yep. On that area. And, and so, it was a yeah. ton of fucking people. It was like a hundred thousand men or something like that who were stuck in this spot. Who Did he? Just... He died. Our fictional well, character yeah, he does, they, died, they died got while in doing and it. And they right? got and they invaded and then yeah, it was just like a chain of events. They were so part. yes, so but they they qualified that he was like 
instrumental in yeah. like picking up like like seven or eight boatloads of guys and taking them out and he just kept going back and back and back even though the the enemy was closing in and uh it was cool but also like he wanted to save lives but I, he said he made statements before he didn't like war and killing he did not he didn't although he did want to volunteer for like uh service because um, there was like a at home service that uh the hmm. state was was trying to get people to be involved oh, shit, in. i just remembered he was supposed to have some type of like disability and all he did was put his <laughs> pull his sleeve <laughs> up his sleeve yeah. over his hands <laughs> and they stuffed like a thin blanket in his in, over his shoulders to kind of make him a little bit humpback looking but like it <laughs> He was a competent actor. He tried to sell it. He did. He did his best. And the, and the bad foot, uh, quality footage really helped as well, sort of like <laughs> sew it together. This is actually a really sweet film. Yeah, I, mean, I liked it too. The opening scene where he sees the, the hunter shooting and just runs to them, pushes them down, and chucks their guns. And is like, fuck you and your guns, assholes. You <laughs> did the keys. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It does. so great. It's a definition of like an early seventies trippy movie for me. Yeah. Like, and it was on a list, and I. It's funny. I kept I, that day when I found it. I was digging in these like websites to try to get a bootleg, and I was like, I should just recheck YouTube. You got to recheck like every month or so, and there it was. There it was. So thank you. And it well, wasn't the best copy, but it's still, uh, a yeah, it was very nice. worthwhile watching. It's uh, and a perfect for like a, just a overcast day with friends. Uh, it was a it was a real good watch. I really liked that he, him and the girl like, worked together on on nursing the the goose back and their friendship is it's yeah. really sweet. It's really mm-hmm. like, I love um, that. And I love movies like that. They were good friends. Innocent and and fun. And he he's he cares about her. He cares about the goose. He wants to see her do well. And she kind of grows up a little bit through it. It's I don't know. Recommend. I gave it an eight. Yeah, thumbs up. Thumbs up. Okay, moving on. Uh, this is uh, sh- shameful for me, but this is the other 1972. Uh, before coming here today, I did not finish this, but I feel like I wrote enough to move forward because yeah. this is sadly another movie I didn't really like. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe uh, you two can help uh, with where I lack in the recap, which I think I didn't do. Let's just plow through it. The other 1972 uh, rated PG. If you want a mildly entertaining horror thriller that is not all cussing and gore, guts, and nakedness, this could do. But there's better, and this kid annoys me so damn much. Hang on. The don't look at Medusin, you'll go insane lady, is here in this poop. She's also Dr. Polanski in season two of Next Generation, superstar Trek royalty, uh, Diana Muldoor. She also is in our reviewed Roddenberry TV movie, Planet Earth. <laughs> She's the leader of the matriarchy. Also, Robert Mulligan is here as director, and I dig his stuff. Uh, not so much this, but he directed The Mighty to Kill a Mockingbird, 1962, Up the Down Staircase, The Pursuit of uh, Happiness, 1971. That was on my um, my list mm-hmm. of pleasant surprises, because remember it took a 
Very sharp turn at the end. Very sharp, yeah. <laughs> and I really uh, liked and respected that. Same time next year, 1978, I think we didn't like that so much. I don't hate it. I didn't hate and it. And we'll see him in Blood Brothers, 1978. So, give me a off-the-cuff um, synopsis of this movie. What was the name of this movie again? The Others. The one that turns out... This is some spoiler shit for y'all, but... I, I'm not remembering this movie at it's all. It's like a murderer, and his kid is his twin brother, but it's just him talking to himself. Whoa! Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go. I'm like blank right now. You're usually now. the rock. I know. <laughs> you he's you like, got it. Dive right in. I could just the see The kid's you a murderer. It. Yeah. But Damn he it, I'll thinks just look it's up his the brother, synopsis. but his brother's dead. And... <gasps> okay. Now go. You just said the exact same thing as him, by the way, and it clicked for some reason. Because <laughs> you married. I don't know why whatever. that is. And I'm just poo on your shoe. Go. Uh, <laughs> so this is our... <laughs> It's sort of, I don't know if it's supposed to be old-timey or if it's just they're in, like, a very rural area, but they're on, like, a farm, and his I grandma... Got yeah, definitely old-timey. His grandma teaches him, like, old Russian magic by, like, in, like getting into that the brains cool. of, You're like, animals and shit like that, but he realizes he can do it with other people, <laughs> and also is, like... His dead brother, and by getting into his dead brother's head, he starts actually living with his dead brother. And like, maybe you just don't like the pressure because I put pressure on you. And I just, just couldn't remember it for you a drew second. A blank. I know, but then you know, take a. I beat. think it was the farm part because you didn't say the farm. Part. Oh yeah. Okay. Maybe. Well, whatever. You're there. I don't know, but I'm there. Um, uh, this <laughs> has some like a scene I really dislike in it, which is like that. Uh, he puts the oh, the st- yes, you caught it immediately. He puts the forks for for throwing hay in the hay, pointing up, and the little kids jumping off the the thing into the hay. And it's true. He kills it. He it's kills supposed to the, be this nice cousin PG that way. movie, but and they don't show it. But yeah, they're killing children here. Yeah, and the kid's a dick, but he, he doesn't deserve to and die. And a baby. Yeah, he kills the baby. He kills the baby. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, Steps maybe it in a whiskey barrel. It is rated PG, but damn. Yeah, no, I mean, he kills yeah. an old lady. He kills <laughs> kills his mom. No, it's his, his no, mom. He no, it's his, his grandma. Mom. It's his grandma he yeah, kills. Yeah, he kills the grandma. Because she's, she's finally onto him and is like, I, like I don't know, die in a cellar and tries to, and tries to like, light him on fire. And she stays in there because she can't fucking deal with it. She's like, I, ugh. Uh, okay. It reminds me of the Bad Seed. It reminds me of the Good Son. Yeah. That Macaulay Culkin movie. Is John mm-hmm. Ritter in this? Yes. Yeah. For like a hot minute, he's <laughs> just like just doing his part. He's there's zero comedy, <laughs> zero charisma. He's just like a uncle or brother. Yeah, or he brother. gets married to. I think his. He is. This might be his first appearance too. It's, it's weird. He just pops up. He's, he's like fucking John Ritter. Because this is 1972. I believe this is his first film appearance. It might be. I think you looked it up when we watched it. I, I, I think you're right. Um, I, I love this movie. Yeah. I when think you this, described it, I, you know, it would bump my rating up. I would probably give this a six. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I could live with a six. Yeah. It's like Thumbs not really up. my type of movie, but um, I would, I would give it a, an unenthusiastic thumbs up. I, I think the way it pulls together through through like the magic stuff makes it more interesting. Yeah, it's a cool idea, and the um, you know making you think that there's a brother. Mm-hmm. I feel like we kind of cool. caught early on. Oh yeah, I mean, we had seen it already, but we hadn't reviewed it. Right. 
but so it's now still it's on yeah. the tape and it's done. It's still there's 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 good the way that they lay it out. There's good like there's something wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this kid is never in the same room with the, his his twin brother. And it's interesting. She's like building him up, and she wants you know him to be a good kid. And I think she's like, oh, well, you're just fucked up, aren't you? <laughs> yep. like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why it reminded me of the Good Son. Or, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. No, it's it's it's. I bet they stole a lot from it. Hmm. You want to move on to yep. uh, Don't Look Now? That's you. Oh, that's me. Uh, yes, I will move on. I remember you didn't really like this movie either. Uh, I think I liked it more as I was reviewing it, which is uh, a good. funny thing that happens occasionally. You, and we've talked about this phenomenon where you get some distance from a movie and you're like, wait, was that Isn't a good movie? Nick Rowe, <laughs> he did The Witches or something, This right? is Nick Tell Rowe, uh, the man who fell to earth, bad timing, a sexual obsession. Uh... <laughs> He also, uh, no, he wasn't one of the writers for this. Sorry. Uh, our writers for, for this are Daphne Dumois, nice. uh, Alan Scott, Chris Bryant. This stars Julie Christie, who you'd remember from Nashville, Shampoo, and McCabe and Mr. Miller. Mrs. Oh, Miller, sorry. Shampoo-poo. Yeah. Donald Sutherland. Uh, Yay. Who you'd know from, from Bear a man, Island. a woman, and a bank. Uh, <laughs> so that's just your normal thing. You like to do movies that we don't normally mention. Or, or movies that we have already covered. You should have done The Bear. I know, I should have done The Bear. With those cool sm- snowmobiles. The Day of the Locust and Clute. Yeah. Uh, Hillary Mason's in this. Uh, you would remember her from Robot Jocks. Uh, <laughs> Passion Potion. Absolution. Also, every British TV show in the 70s. Just like all of them. She did we like Absolution. episode of. Yeah, I know. That's uh, the one with that comedian you like was in it for a hot second. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that made my top 40. Oh, oh did it? Mm-hmm. Found a loophole in religion. Ha, ha, fuckers. <laughs> uh, uh, Cecilia Matana uh, is the fourth person who I wanted to highlight in this. And she was in Just Before Nightfall, The Nelson Affair, and Him Bum Bat. I don't know. Uh, all right. So Laura and Baxter... Uh, are in Venice for Baxter's job. He's working at a church, managing a crew during restoration to the many statues and paintings. Oh, wait. Uh, Let's start earlier. The film begins with the death of the couple's daughter, who falls in a creek and drowns. Baxter spills some paint and, through magical symbolism, realizes that his daughter is dying. He runs to her, but by the time he gets there, she is gone, and he... Really, they, they, they like give the longest fucking like crying scene with that too, which is intense. Uh, now, working in Venice, both are dealing with their grief in different ways. Mm. The 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 two meet uh, two old, or excuse me, they meet two old sisters at lunch one day, and one of them, who is blind, says that she can see their daughter sitting there uh, because she can see uh, she can see the fucking dead. <laughs> the motherfucking dead. Uh, Laura is taken with this idea and wants to hear more, but Baxter is like, what the fuck? No. Uh, Laura decides to go and see the sisters for a more in-depth dive into the uh, world of the dead and gets an ominous warning that Baxter is in danger and needs to leave Venice. He is very skeptical of this and doesn't leave, uh, even when a pretty good opportunity presents itself. His wife does, because their son is sick back in England, but Baxter stays to finish up some work before joining them. Baxter, now uh, on his own, th- 
thinks that he sees his daughter running around and goes to follow her. Will it work out for Baxter, or will the premonition come to pass? Uh, I want to I want to give a couple things here before we dive in. Well, okay? I got a, I got a thing for one of your couple things. A point of process when, yeah. when you're done. A point of process. Well, let me go dive in. No, I just, it's just uh, what what was the magical surrealism that brought? Remember, he was like because he, he figures out something's wrong. He right? was working on a on a on. Uh, what is it called? Right, he does restoration. Restoration yeah. on a painting, and he spills, and this like red covers this in, in like a swath, and he's like, oh, and realizes that his daughter's dying and runs out. Well, they left their child unattended, right? Well, both of them, both the, the son and the daughter, are out like playing around the, the creek, out in the rain, and having a fun time. And you she know, just, as boomers do. Yeah, you know, <laughs> get outside. I don't want to see you till it's fucking dark. Your mother and I are smoking <laughs> cigarettes and. Dealing in ways of passion. All right, so things things to note. Uh, Donald, Donald Sutherland and Julie Christie met for the first time on this set. And the first scene that they shot uh, was the sex scene. And if you remember the sex scene, it is pretty intense. Yeah. And it's all, like, up in their business, really close. Um, uh, as Nicol, Nicholas Rowe wanted to get it out of the way and then move on to the bo- the bone of the matter, I guess is a quote from him, Christie Wood. Uh, Christy was terrified, uh, which who the fuck wouldn't be? Like your first day on the job, you're shooting this like really intense sex scene. But check this out. So when he appeared on uh, Inside the Actor's Studio, Donald Sutherland recounted the story of how the, the infamous sex scene was actually shot and that it was anything but sexier erotic experience for those involved. Duh. Uh, he and Julie Christie were on the set at 7 a.m. in dressing gowns waiting while the room was prepared and both had a glass of champagne to calm their nerves. Inside the room was Nicholas Rowe and cinematographer Anthony B. Richmond, each operating their own Mitchell 35 camera. Sutherland mm. and Christie disrobed and got into bed, uh, and Rowe and Richmond began filming. Uh, the huge... Are you not pronouncing the G on purpose? Do we not pronounce the G? I don't know. Okay, because I think it's rogue. It's Is R- it rogue? Victory could help. It's R O E G. You mm-hmm. would pronounce the G, right? I don't know. Okay, I was just curious. You kept saying row. Yeah, that's because that's how it made sense to me in my head. Anyway, the huge <laughs> Mitchell cameras uh, were unblimped or unsilenced, uh, and the room was all oak paneled. Uh, and the noise from the two cameras was amplified hugely. So at the same time, uh, Rogue Row began shouting directions over the noise of the cameras to the actors, such as "Lick her nipples," "Put your hand between her legs," "Get on top," etc. The shoot lasted until well into the afternoon before Rogue was satisfied and wrapped. Discuss. Uh, they do better now, thankfully. They have like people that come in to make sure people feel more comfortable and safe, which. You just keep hearing these types of horror stories. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he did direct The Witches. <laughs> That's a hit. 1990. It is, yeah. Um, I just couldn't imagine your first day on a job being like that. I just, liked that he liked wanted to yeah. get it out of the Ooh. way, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember I, watching it. I was like, it's kind of unnecessary. All this. But it's whatever. well. I mean, the whole movie is like. Pretty arty. Does, yeah, uh, agree. Uh, it wants to be arty. Well, okay, <laughs> I think it is. It's it, and it fails at it. For you, it it's on. It's <laughs> mentioned it, number one is what he's known for. A lot yeah. of people love the cinema. I think that flies over our head. I think with good reason because it doesn't. And 
mostly only translates to film students. You yeah. know, it's it's not. It's trying too hard. It, it is just, really trying not, too hard. I I, I totally come agree. Across there, as arty. It just comes across as kind of forced and pretentious. Well, it, because it's it's also mixing a couple things, right? It's like it's supposed to be otherworldly. Um, all these uh, there's like that, it's, and then it crosses over with it trying to be too arty, and it sort of loses both in the mix of well, it, right? And then. I mean, what the fuck? We did the brood with those weird anger babies, and this character that kills him at the end looks like one of those anger babies it from the brood. Really does, yeah. and it's, it's just like, did you borrow it? I think the brood came later, though. But it's just <laughs> bizarre. I didn't expect that. And what the fuck was that? It was. Just, yeah, the film comes across as hokey like that. It really does. It like it. it, it you were it pretty like, what the fuck? You well, didn't like dumb. it when it was. It's out I of nowhere, it. and like it, it doesn't connect with anything. I mean, they are talking about a killer who's in Venice at the time, but like it's. Ooh. The whole movie is trying to wrap these circles of, of these things happening, and then out of nowhere, this person is there. It was just it, so you. Yeah, but uh, I will you say you believe it's real and not supernatural. It was just a killer that was in the town at yes. that time? Okay. I have uh, one compliment to pay the movie. Oh, and I have a story. Go ahead. Uh, the throat slitting at the end. Oh, yeah. Like, good good job, whoever did the makeup and whatnot. Oh, yeah, it was very good. <laughs> and a little, real slow, too, if I remember. I didn't like it. It, it comes was, out yeah. blue at yeah. first, like, like a real like cut. <laughs> yeah, it's... That was triggering because it was too good. Yeah, it was. It, was, it, was <laughs> it reminded me of uh, Dawn of the Dead. They kind of did that. But Dawn of the Dead looked more like they were tearing into carpet. And this <laughs> one, really, they did a, a really good job. Yeah. Uh, my story was, uh, real quick, is that it just reminded me, uh, and I wrote it down. Um, I liked those two ladies. Uh-huh. And you were saying that you met them at like a restaurant or something, mm-hmm. right? It's just funny, just real quick, a uh, story with my mom. My mom took me to this restaurant called the Swiss Chalet once. And it was just me and her. And I don't know why the two of us landed. Sometimes we would be at like this place and it was like a cabin that all of our f- different family members shared at sometimes in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just me and my mom at this restaurant. And we're eating and having a fine time. We didn't get along that good but i guess we did okay but there were these two ladies and they were nuns and one was saying a bunch of shit and the other one was writing it all down and my mom started nudging me because this one lady kept talking about like satan and like (laughs) kicking satan about out of her house in various ways now satan came through the window and then she threw him out this other nun is just writing everything down and like when I think of these two mystical ladies, that reminded me of these these two nuns <laughs> doing whatever they were doing at the Swiss Chalet in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, in 1981. That's a fun t- <laughs> parallel. Yeah, I like that. You know, my mom was just like elbow me. You fuck off. We need to listen to this other conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and we still talk about going to the Swiss Chalet. That's awesome. And I like that that would piss people off uh, wanting this movie review. Talk about the great cinematography. You're talking about some restaurant with your mom. (laughs) Uh, So if you throw out the attempts for it to be a little too arty, it is really pretty shot. I mean, it's it's beautiful. Yeah. A lot of the the shots are, are, you know, I think 
could catch emotion pretty well. Like there's lots of shots of feeling like very alone or kind of scared. And, you know, I get it. Like they're trying to do multiple things. They're trying to show these people isolated with their grief while also being in these like busy spaces. Also trying to capture this like otherworldly thing that's happening. And but I, and I, this I person out of nowhere. Yeah, I think they just they just mi- they just missed and and really should have focused on one or the other and and I don't know caught caught the vibe for those things another way. One thing that I, I read about this that I thought was pretty interesting. Do you guys remember the the cop in this? He goes and visits the the inspector uh, a couple times and. There's lots of dead ends in this film. The inspector is one of them. Yeah. Um, the inspector and his boss, who is like the the bishop or something like that, who is uh, wanting all this stuff. Those go nowhere. You think they're going to do something, but they don't. Yeah. The the inspector for this is, an, not surprisingly, an Italian man um, who speaks no English. Um, but all of his lines are in English. So they just had him memorize these lines. He has no idea what he's saying. He's just memorizing words and That's saying cool. them in an order. <laughs> Which, <laughs> that was really funny. But they thought that it made him seem more suspicious. <laughs> so, so they were, they were I really remember bad. that scene being weird. That's funny. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I thought so too. Just... I'm just seeing now the tagline for this movie. Did you remember the tagline? Oh, I don't. No. It's utter madness. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you give the thumbs up? No. No. Okay. So thumbs down. I gave down. it a thumbs down. Oh. I think I want to give it like maybe a six, six five. I just gave like it a that. seven. This gets a seven one on uh, IMDb. I would give it a seven. I just did give it a seven. <laughs> uh, let's move on to conduct unbecoming. That's you, Victory. All right, Conduct Unbecoming is a star-studded 1975 film adaptation by Robert Enders of Barry England's 1969 play. Uh, It is directed by Michael Anderson and cast Michael York, Richard Attenborough, Trevor Howard, Stacey Keach, Christopher Plummer, and Susanna York. Yes. Uh, The film takes place in late 19th century colonial India in a British officer's base. Uh, The title, Conduct Unbecoming, refers to the British formal charge for cruel, scandalous, or fraudulent behavior by an officer, punishable by dishonorable dismissal. The plot centers around a courtroom drama about a fallen officer's widow who is assaulted similarly to a ghoulish boys game uh, the officers play, stabbing the anus of a taxidermied boar. I... Young, wealthy playboy recruit is falsely accused of the crime, but York is determined to give him a fair trial. Uh, It just about seems hopeless when an Indian wife of another fallen officer reveals this happened to her, too, and gives clues as to who it really was. And then the young man is let go. From here on, it's revealed the culprit is a traumatized officer who dresses in the dead officer's uniform at night and goes searching for misbehaving widows uh, ever since the day he discovered his colleague's dismembered body. Rather than formally charging him, he is privately confronted and convinced to kill himself to save dishonoring the Mm. whole regiment. 
bonus Star Trek trivia. Uh, Persis Kambata and Christopher Plummer have both appeared in Star Trek movies. Yes. Mm. Discuss. Yeah, this one was kind uh, of great fun. recap. Yeah, seriously. You didn't phone it in. That was really good. Perfect. Like, <laughs> that's the whole movie, folks. It, it took me through it, and when you're reading it, I, I, I liked it better than I remembered it. So. Yeah, well, it's because it happened fast when Victory read it. <laughs> Thank you. There's good stuff in here. It reminded yeah. me of, like, you know, hazing, that kind of stuff, the weird thing that these secret societies do. There, yeah. That's in there, the thing with the boar, and it was acted really good. And you reminded me that it was star-studded. Oh, fuck yeah, it was. <laughs> Everybody's in this. Uh, but I did not like this movie. Was the one guy, the, the, the guy from Ruling Class, remember Ruling Class, Peter O'Toole thinks yeah. he's Jesus? The guy that um, autoerotic asphyxiates himself at the beginning, yeah, is he the guy uncle? in this? Oh, I don't know, maybe. I think he is. My mind is making them into one. He's such a, a bombastic character. Yeah, I'm um, just curious. Who did you think he was in this? The the guy with the white sideburns. I thought it was the one that... No, well, the did, guy with the white sideburns is fucking the, Attenborough. Yeah. No. Yeah? Yeah. There, were there two people with white sideburns? There's, I think yeah, he's I mean, in this, though. It I'm is an 18, late 1800s right. British, British thing. officer movie. So. Everyone's got fucking mustaches and <laughs> it's sideburns. A, it's a silly sidebar. Talk amongst yourself. I'll find it. Uh, this is this is one of our movies that is that we've watched that is a play, and you will notice immediately that it's a play because um, there's just not a lot of sets in here, uh, <laughs> and it's all a lot of monologuing for the most part. I think everyone does a, a bang up job with this movie. Uh, it's acted really well. It's shot really well. I just I fucking hate british imperialism and trying to the them trying to pretend like there's some sort of veneer of cordiality to their genocide is disgusting i i kind of like that though because it is accurate like they even though you know it's it's all throughout this like you know the the, the cracks are showing all over the place but these guys are still deluded about what they're doing and Mm -hmm. and being honorable and you know all this stuff like there's this sort of this like undercurrent like i don't i don't think the meaning of the the play slash movie is necessarily like you know what is exactly being presented to you i think the the whole point is like this you know veneer of of honor and 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 wanting to do the right thing and be a gentleman and and all of that, but yet it's all they're not. all the evidence is everywhere that it, they're disgusting. Everything <laughs> they do is disgusting. They are absolutely fucking hated. Like when still... they when they're killed, the people are fucking ripping their bodies apart and mutilating them because they hate them so much for what they're doing there. You know, even the way that they play together, the way that they talk together, everything is just fucking reprehensible. But yet they have this like, you know, oh, God, I can't believe that anyone would. (laughs) Right. And they die to protect it. The one guy is like. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I got that. I just it's it's so. It's a little slow. The way it's written is a little slow. The movie is very slow, but also 
I just like you hate period pieces. I hate British imperialism movies of all sorts. They're just <laughs> fucking just so much. And and I don't I, hate it's period not pro pieces. Imperialism. I'm learning well, I to like them. That. I'm learning to like them more thanks to you and <laughs> thanks to some of them being very good. Yeah. You know, I watched a lot of them on you know public TV or whatever PBS when I was a kid with my mom, and you know they were. The budget ones, yeah, you know, and and, and a lot of we these found some gems recently. Done really well, Scott Joplin. I mean, yeah, Joplin is that right? <laughs> this is the ragtime yeah. guy. Yeah, and I really Hester Street was on my list. That was yeah. a pleasant surprise, and it was like whatever seventeen hundred. I was like, this mm-hmm. isn't gonna be good. I need a leather jacket, <laughs> <laughs> some some suede, <laughs> a, a mustache, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never even met Admiral Kirk. I need him. <laughs> Gotta have a Winfield. Yeah, I need Paul Winfield. He is like been up and coming for like ruling the seventies movies. For I us think too. I think so. He and uh, uh, a real sleeper agent in it because I think I didn't even have him on even my in Sounder radar. Yeah, yeah me as like I, I mean, I, I did for Star Trek. Well, no, me but too. This but this exposed us to he's way so much more. Yeah, he's Trek. such a good actor and is so deep. But, my vow of celibacy is on record because that's her, the, the per- Perseus or whatever. Oh yeah, that she's the she she's that in Star Trek the motion picture. My vow of celibacy and her acting is better in here than it is in Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> the motion picture. Uh, there was something about that where she didn't want to tell, right? She, didn't. she was like a servant. She wanted to keep her job. She didn't want to make trouble. Well, the the yeah. Yeah, she she never there told. There was some class stuff. Some, I thought. Oh, absolutely. In, and I like and that. The uh, they stay away from it, like being explicit, which is sort of like on point with how how the, uh, those folks were treated, right? It's like we don't talk about these things, mm-hmm. and if you talk about them, yes. you never say names. You never do these things. You give bare details, and then you know folks need to figure it out. Um, I don't know. This movie is slow, so make sure that it is not one you're watching at the end of your day, because you're not going to make it. <laughs> I gave it a seven. Yeah, uh, and I gave it a thumbs up. I, yeah. I, I'm going to give it a six five. Oh. 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 <laughs> uh, this is where we would have done strikes again, but we did it, so we don't have to do it again. So it's you, V, the one and only. All right. Uh... So Carl Reiner, uh, hey. or Reiner, I don't, is Reiner. he Jewish yeah. or German? <laughs> <laughs> Jewish. <laughs> oh, then then it's Reiner. Oh, well, people say Reiner, but he is Jewish. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Maybe he has a German Jew? I... All right, anyways, Arms he directed this. <laughs> um, and it is loosely based off of the, on the life of, Actor slash wrestler Gorgeous George. Uh, Henry Winkler plays an insufferable, attention seeking. You said it. <laughs> attention seeking wannabe actor with no scrap of ensemble sense. He's obsessed with marrying oh. Mary, played by Kim Darby, who is a conventional girl with straight laced middle class parents. Great actor. Uh, the two marry and move to New York City where nothing goes well and pregnant Mary has to work to pay the bills while Doofus blows all of his auditions. 
Finally, he gets his chance in show wrestling as the gaudy and effeminate great lover character. Uh, Mary and her parents find out that he will be touring for a wrestling gig. She decides she's had it and moves back home. His tour turns out to be a hit, and he returns to her to win, win her back. Uh, bonus Portland trivia. Portland's own show wrestler, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah. It's his film debut here as Leatherneck Joe Brady. Hell oh, yeah. I didn't notice that. Did we notice that? One? I didn't we notice did that not. either. <laughs> we none of us called it out, so boo on us but, because yeah. it's okay. Piper's in the house. <laughs> Welcome to the Piper's Pit. <laughs> Put on the fucking glasses. All right. Discuss. <laughs> uh, also, a great recap. Uh, his shittiness I liked in the beginning because he was young and in school. And so I thought it was something that he would grow out of. You know, you keep right? saying in, but you don't end in an insufferable because that's all that fucker was. <laughs> no, I know. But I mean, he did it well. And so I was like, grow up. I get it. We were talking about this earlier with movies with like teens that have like the intelligence of the person who wrote it. who was probably in their 40s, <laughs> you know, and like he's an idiot in the beginning. And I was like, good. <laughs> but he didn't really get a lot better. He did better than uh, the jazz singer who left to make country records. He did stay, and he made money for the family. Or he came, uh, he comes back. No. I just remember thinking he was no, slightly better than Neil left. Diamond. He left. Well, she, said, she said, if you walk out, our marriage is done. If you do he this, did come back. If, you I go, did. if you go on this tour, it's over. We're done. And then he was like, oh, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. And then he sneaks out in the middle of the fucking what? night. And she's like, fuck you. And she goes home. And so it's it's not better, actually. Okay. <laughs> but he's at least not a wife beater. Yeah. I Well, I remember the movie proving to me that. Which you would expect that, someone like this to be. Yeah. yeah that's what I, I was going to say from another point is that uh, I remember him the film showing us that he genuinely did care about her. When I, was, I thought it showed that, and unless I was like, why got, would it? Because Unless he's, it got in the way of, of he's his shitty. Yeah. dreams. I, I think he, he really did. But there are did, shitty people that can care about one person. I mean, well, I, I think and, he really did like her, just as, as exactly what you said, just as long as the way she stayed out of his like direction yeah. as long as he she was going on going along with whatever his shenanigans were he you know ad- absolutely adored her the second she was like hey so i have Ugh. needs yeah he was like i'm out of here oh, gross and after making some awful <laughs> speech yeah oh yeah always always with the speech which is actually really accurate for for the narcissist that he's playing you yeah, know? but yeah. are they promoting it? Are they saying this is good, or are they, you know? I think it's what's a, the film trying it's to say. It's supposed to He's be a good character in arc in it, right? Yeah. He's supposed to like do all that shit, sneak out, be on the bad side. He comes back to the, her, and he like takes up with like the dad's job, right. and he's like end? selling insurance or something. Yeah, and they're like, "You need to come and finish up this tour with us." And he's like. I'm kind of in a like a situation. Yeah. My partner won't let me. Mm-hmm. And then she is starting to get really unhinged about just being bored. Cause like he's taken, he's come back to their life and has taken on the responsible role. And she's like, I got used to the fucking roller coaster. And now you're just selling insurance and watching TV. This blows. And he's like, well, I really want to go do this. Like last show at Madison square garden. And she's like, go do it. And so he does. Um, and, and he I dies. Think, How does it end? 
who cares? Like, it, it just ends. You um, don't remember. He, he wins. Do... He doesn't win. Okay. It doesn't matter because it's fake. But, like, it's it's all about him, like, pre- presenting <laughs> it. He, like, he has this moment of, like, uh, you know, being the big yeah, villain. Yeah, she's it. like, well, I guess I want to be with you even though you are an asshole and... But she she, she kind stuff. of realizes around and I don't you know that she's kind of grown accustomed to his crazy though you know his his uh, that's that's a shit way of term terming it but like the dysregulation that he has like yeah she's like well he's I like, like the excitement he's like passive aggressively punishing her for it mm. kind of for his boredom and like I would buy that a little bit yeah I could to... see that. I was thinking, uh, A, it, it, it showcases, you know, Henry's acting ability. He's going off the whole time. I don't know if it's in a good way, but it reminded me a little bit of Heroes, where it's like, are you ad-libbing a fuck ton of this? Or <laughs> what's going on? But that's also, what I love about this movie, actually, is, okay. is seeing Henry Winkler yeah. doing something different. Absolutely. And but the other thing he? was, at the beginning, <laughs> when he's in, like, an acting class, there were so many scenes where we were like, the adult should be like, shut the fuck up. And the adult was like, you get one more chance. They give him 90 more chances. And he yeah. still interrupts. How could they do a stage production with this asshat? Like, I you're gone. I could not imagine yeah. that happening. Yeah. No, sen- no ensemble sense. No. No sense. Does not any, play well no with others. No one else matters. Yeah. Which <laughs> ma- actually makes him kind of perfect for wrestling. Show wrestling, yeah. Because <laughs> it's just him and some other guy, and they're both like, we're the best in the world. Yeah, yeah. Trying to show each other up. Yep. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah. In- yeah, and that's what that's what Henry Winkler had to say about this movie, was that it. Um, he felt like he was being he had just gotten so typecast with the Fonz thing that like, mm-hmm. you know, everybody wanted to cast him as the cool guy. And he was like, I want to do something different. And so he did this film because he was like, this, this couldn't be more disruptive to, you know, the, the, the sort Fonz. of Fonz character. This guy's not calm. He's not cool. He's not, <laughs> he's certainly not responsible. He's like, he's not a tough guy at all whatsoever. He's like, you know, just kind of silly and out of shape, but he's a show wrestler. <laughs> like, I want to know. And his what... character is like he's the great lover, and he's oh you know gosh. wearing like ballet costumes and like. He's a couple different characters hair that, and... that he does. <laughs> I want to know. He was what like, he if this of... doesn't shake the Fonz typecast, I don't know what will. <laughs> yeah, I want to know what he thinks of heroes because. Uh... This was 78. He did Heroes in 77, hmm. which uh, is, to me, a, a far, far, far better film. We showcased it. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Um, it's funny. When we were talking about earlier about how like he'd be perfect for wrestling, it was like that one guy, that promotion dude, like did view him long enough to be like, okay, this is this is. You've got something working. You could do this. Yeah, because yeah, he keeps presenting these ideas, and he's like, get out of here, get out of here. And then finally he's like, okay, maybe that's something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There was stuff in this that I liked, but and I remember at the end of it, I apparently liked it a little bit better than y'all. But I really was disappointed with the the what is the guy's name? The guy who plays uh, oh, the the, lo- the Fantasy Island guy uh, who's in this. Oh, uh, tattoo, tattoo, yeah, oh, shit, something Venezuela. I'm gonna have to. The guy who was married to. He was in Forbidden Zone. I liked their relationship. Uh, but he is a creep. Susan Tyrell. Yes. 
He yes. is a full-on creep in yeah. this, which is unfortunate. Like, because he... Yeah. He is, like, one of the more likable characters in this until he's a full-on fucking creep. Yeah. Yeah, it turned. <laughs> uh, I didn't love this movie. I think I would give this a six. I give it a thumbs down. Uh... Fuck off this name. Here, pronounce this name. It's like Hervé Vinfin. The guy that played Tattoo yeah, yeah, yeah. in Fantasy Island. And I think, sadly, took his own life. Ooh. I think he shot himself. Yikes. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know French. So Why are you good at that shit? But there's Villa like a Chase. V and a CH and a... <laughs> Villa Chase? I don't know. There you go. That sounds right. Hervé... <laughs> Well, I think you did a pretty good job of that. I think so, too. Yeah, a lot of people in this film. Kim Darby was in the episode of uh, Star Trek, the original series called Miri, where we get the punk band The Grups from. Yeah. The Grups, that's what they call adults, <laughs> grown-ups, Grups. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our final <laughs> movie, I think, is Golden Girl. Are you all ready for this? Golden dun, dun, Girl. Dun, dun, dun. What did I rate this? What did I rate one and only? I think I would give it a... Six, seven. Seven. Six, seven, six, five. Between a six and a seven, so six, four. Okay. Did you already rate it? I did. Oh, okay. I rated it as a six. You're just looking at me like, like... golden girl. (laughs) (laughs) This is good. We'll do this, and then we are done. Thank you for your patience. Golden girl. Here we have a... 1979. Here we have a couple things of note for me right off the bat. One, I did not see this coming. I was walking out of the doors of the best video store ever, Movie Madness, and the new arrival section is there by the door. Behold, what did my eyes see but this intriguing movie poster and idea of a film that I have wanted to get a hold of and see for over 25 years. And of course, my mind kept making this seem like it's got to be great, if not, hilariously campy. That brings us to number two. That is, it is directed by Joseph Sargent. And as we've been taking this journey together, he's slowly becoming another director that we at DUI, that's Decade Under the Influence, that's right. have come to really dig. Uh, once again, Joseph lived from 19... What's the matter? You all right? From 1925 to 2014, he was... 80- what did you say? Oh, you guys you keep going. We're just eating strawberries. That's good. Or that's not, good. Uh, raspberries over here. 1925 to 2014. He was 89 when he died. He directed the Corbinite Maneuver for Star. All of the films that we've been reviewing today, there's some Star Trek connection, that's pretty much. Fun. That's cool. Uh, 1966. We reviewed his directing work in The Tribe, 1970, with the guy whose rad wife used all the glue on purpose. <laughs> is the drill sergeant that hates mystical hippies. And Jan uh, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Jan Michael Vincent. You had to get that in there. I had to wedge it in. Butch, Butch. Buck and the Preacher, 1972. He directed The Man, 1972. Please, goddess, Blu-ray that shit right now. Let me check. No dice. No love for Darth Vader as the first black president. Thank you and fuck you very much, Eracism. Uh, we have a showcased films coming up uh, from him with Playing for Time, 1978, and Colossus, The Forbidden Project, 1970. 
Also, the taking of Pelham one two three, the night that panicked America nineteen seventy five, Sunshine nineteen seventy three, White Lightning nineteen seventy three. And maybe I'll come home in the spring 1971 for review. Golden Girl is based off of a novel by Peter Lovesy. 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 And film writer John Cohn. Here comes the synopsis from memory. Uh, we seem to be just plopped into a world where we have Susan Anton, six foot model turned actress and singer. Uh, she was 1969's Ms. California. Here she is working with family and coaches to train hard for the Olympics. She's got a couple peeps from the silver screen around her, silver screen actors, and the guy from Roller Coaster <laughs> uh, telling her she's the shit and that she will be the first person ever to win three gold medals. Woman. Three wo- <laughs> women. <laughs> Kurt Jurgens, that's just the actor's <laughs> name. <laughs> Kurt Jurgens with the umlaut over the U. Uh, is the silver screen dude who's adopted her, and Leslie Caron plays uh, Lee, her adoptive mom, also a rad 50s actress from America, uh, American in Paris. These are movies she's in. Gigi, Lily, Gabby, and Fanny. What's with all these <laughs> one-name films? <laughs> Fucking A. So she's the fastest, bestest. She was bought and given a drug to give her gold medal, pro- gold medal prowess. And also conditioned insanely to do so. Everything involved in getting the gold, including press conferences. Enter the reporter who senses abuse and something fishy, which is that daddy is a Nazi whose hobby after the war is weird as shit to make um, one super Aryan Olympic perfect champion. Okay, but tracksuit... Fuckface James Corburn does not do this. He sleeps with her, but oh, he's sorry. Advocate better than <laughs> sucking at it. Uh, sucking at it the most. He does suck at it the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's... Uh, oh, and this can't be a nice romance thing. She's an abused prisoner of Nazis. Also, she's training constantly. He sucks. Spoiler territory. So I put this in for fun. So press the skip button. Uh, the skip 30, sex, 30 seconds button. I can do this. I'm going to time it. Press it now. The drug turns out to give her disease. She has to take drugs to counter the drugs. Very modern. Great fuck you moment for me from Goldeen. But she wins the three golds and takes off uh, kissing the silly master race Olympics plot and crappy creeper goodbye. That, I think, I had 10 seconds to spare. Discuss. Hey, I got about 10 seconds to spare there. Oh, yeah, the other people are investors. Also, Robert Culp is here. Um, the U.S. boycotted the Moscow uh, Games. Uh, the song Slow Down, I'll Find You is sung by Susan Anton. True Discuss. Hmm. What a boring film. <laughs> yeah. With a boring premise that gave us no reason to care about it. Golden girl, she'll make us $10 million with endorsements. I read some reviews that you, you summarized the reviews pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it, but also, I mean, it was we had fun, kind of. We did was, have fun. And it was this, like, they're just throwing shit at the screen. What is happening right now? Yes. <laughs> it doesn't go anywhere. It, like, has all yeah. these, like, weird side plots that are like, why is this here? 
Because you're not always, doing the, the main plot any favors. I like the training sequence. The guy who was training was a, a, an actor who was in uh, Quincy. You know, the, mm-hmm. the one person of color, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, like, a... I like that stuff. He's mm-hmm. kind of a jerk, but... <laughs> yeah, but he's doing the thing. Yeah. He's doing the coach thing. If it had just been her training for the Olympics and gutted all the fucking eugenics and Nazi and all that bought corporation and the training for press conferences, I would have liked it more. Oh, that, that was, some of it was just like, mm. I can't even fucking stand I can't this. even with this right now. Yeah. yeah. Like, the the, the <laughs> weird training for press uh, the conference. The love story was so bad. Oh, it was so terrible. Fucking, really was. Like, the sci-fi plot was mild, mildly interesting, but they just didn't really... They didn't take it. They didn't I, do a lot with it. It was also really... Yeah, it just was kind of missing something. I don't, I don't know quite what, but... It was really funny that, like, the, the reporter is trying to, like, uncover what's going on and really dig in. And he, he thinks he knows what's going on. And he's missing the big story that the, <laughs> the, the guy is screaming at him about. <laughs> he's just so mad that this guy's not really yeah. excited about his fucking data. He's just like, get it. He's like, but, but I've done it. I've done this thing. And he's like, yeah, but tell us about the investors. And fuck you and your investors. I want to tell you about my eugenics project. <laughs> that was kind of cool that he just, uh, yeah, he was dying to tell the world and not keep it a secret. Yeah. And like, actually, doesn't he die in it? Cause he like has like an aneurysm running onto the, the field of play at the Olympics oh, or whatever. I don't even know. And I don't even care. <laughs> and then like, she is like, you gave me a disease, and it's fucking diabetes. Oh yeah, like, that that. Oh my god. I was like, you didn't even give her like. It's interesting that she's running. And they even acknowledge in the movie that diabetes is not actually that big of a deal. Like, take athletes. a pill. <laughs> Did you take your, your I fucking thought it was metformin? Kill her. I mean, she's on a no. new drug that made her superhuman and shit. No. She says diabetes. Do we watch two different movies? <laughs> she I mean, is acting as she though she is going to die. She just needed to take medication for her diabetes. For the rest of her life. Yeah. Like, I mean, it would have been more interesting she, if they'd made it like cancer or something. My memory yes. is she just walks away at the end of this, right? She wins. She wins the medals. No, but she walks away from the, the, the James Coburn and the Nazis and everything, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. now she's, she's sort of made because she can get all the endorsements so I, and whatnot. I, we, that's another follow-up movie we could make that yeah. you don't want to make. That, <laughs> that I don't she wanna. gets tons of therapy, and she exposes <laughs> these Nazis, and he gets hung or something. <laughs> Again, I think I had more fun watching this movie than you did. I had a lot of fun I was like, watching this movie. Either it's going to be movie. a good sci-fi movie, or it's going to be a campy shit fest, and I think it was number two for me. <laughs> I think it could have been a better campy shit fest. Mm-hmm. I was having a ball, and I remember looking at, at the both of you, especially you, and you were like, nah, it's not as good as you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to like this movie. I wanted it to go in a fun direction. And it just it, it didn't. And then it was over. And then we watched better movies. <laughs> it's true. Um, but, cat in the room. Uh, if I was going to... Sc- I had something I wanted to say about this, but it's... it's l- I've forgotten, and who well, gives a shit? I'm going to look up my score. Uh, I would give this a five, maybe four, and change. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, thumbs down. <laughs> yeah, where the hell is my review? Or my 1979? Hold on. I gave it an eight. 
I stand by it because you have to put everything into it, people. There was anticipation. Oh, Sunk, I like sunken cost bias, perhaps. <laughs> sunken cop? What? Sunken, sunken cost bias. Oh, like because I've been wanting to see it for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sunken yeah. cost. Oh, so so the other something, thing that, and I and I, you know, I'm a true fan of, of these types of movies. The so. other thing that that is just unbelievable about this premise that they're all just like jerking off about, like no one could win these three. It's gold bizarre that medals. it got made. But too, Jesse so. Owens had won three fucking of those. She, he'd already done this. Oh shit! I brought a prop. Um, <laughs> and so it was. It's for it's, this. It was just so frustrating that they never. Acknowledge they did say that you know it was on the on the women's side. What? This is remember they showed this this Mishka or whatever. This is the <laughs> the actual mascot for the 1980 Olympics. I have it, folks. You can't see it because it's an audio podcast. <laughs> We're now talking in the puppet voice. <laughs> I wish you could see us. <laughs> I just pulled this out of my bag and I've had this since I was a kid. This is worth like four hundred dollars on eBay. Whoa! And I'm just fucking around with it, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> to the right nerd and I, there was footage right from the real olympics yeah they got the yeah they did a ton of the crowd shots and things like yeah. that they they ripped from an olympics i don't know which one uh anyway i just thought that that was also a little outrageous that they were just like oh this is gonna, we're gonna rake in the money because no one you know no one's done this it also, sprint. you've mentioned before, and I do do this, that if if it gets a really low rating, I'd like the rating to go up a little bit. It has mm-hmm. a 4.8 right now, which I'm <laughs> going to say is perfect. But it's only 409 <laughs> people. Uh, people are watching it now because it, it has gotten released. So the, the, uh, the number of reviews have, like, you know, tripled and beyond that. I will say the release that they did looks fantastic. It looked good, but it's also, you know, as I was writing, it, it's a, it pisses me off that the man we had to watch on VHS. And yeah. Shit. And yeah. Like, Absolute garbage Darth copy. Darth Vader's the first black person. Of this amazing film. Yeah. Like, Sucks. Yeah, go fuck yourself, people. Go put that one on. We need to open a DVD distribution company and get rights <laughs> to shit. And start our Blu-ray distribution. So you gave this thumbs down? Yeah. Okay. And we're out of here. Yeah. Hey, folks, thanks for listening. I've been looking at this food. Always. Now I can eat it. Uh, because someone said podcasts suck that they don't like when people are eating on podcasts and, and so now you just have it to takes them away food. yeah so i'm just staring at the food and the chips <laughs> so remember, i'm making a conscious effort for you people remember that you can get a hold of us uh at either uh instagram facebook mastodon i lasted uh, almost the whole podcast yeah you, you did a real good job um what's the other one that we do oh yeah 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 we're on apple Podcasts. we're on uh the Spotify. We're on all of the things. So c- come find us. Tell us what movie. We're not which... on X anymore. No, we're off of. Fu- I'm not even going to call it. It's called fucking Twitter. I'm but there's sorry. still people that are like, oh, yeah, I'm still on it. We made a conscious choice. Absolutely. Left a yeah, fuck that. damn <laughs> moment that fascist took over. Anyway, so do yourself a favor and leave that sh- shit show pile, whatever, uh, and come talk to us other places. I, I personally hate all the Facebook things. Um, but we're, we're on them because they're on them. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. And thanks for this Masters of the Universe figurine. <laughs>